0: Fish this one thing i think we're ready to go how's it going buddy hey what's up man it's been uh this has been a long time coming yes <laughs> we far too long yeah oh dude your room looks awesome
1: i uh, know right yeah can you can you i got some secret stuff right i got a original ouya up on the top there nice uh, this is a Psychomantis original inbox wild uh, Dude, what is that? PlayStation.
0: What's that Spider-Man print? Right that is an
1: exclusive. That is a one-on-one. So that is from Pia, the PlayStation 4 Spider-Man because you have the, the white uh, Spider-Man yeah. Man logo. But I'm the only person that owns that.
0: How, wait, how's that? Well, how did you get that?
1: This was, uh, I went to a show uh, at the Utronicon, uh several years ago, and I was doing a booth set up there, and there was an artist that uh, had a, this painting, and he was going to, he just had this painting demoed, and I walked to the top floor, in which you'll know, which we'll probably talk about tonight. If not, you can see in the background, I saw this like a pedestal at the top of the shrine of paintings, <laughs> and I walked to the guy, and I go, it's Thursday, you're setting up what is it going to take for me to walk outside here this Sunday? And for me, so he, he named a price and I was like, okay, done. And I, I bought it that Sunday. And so I'm the only, there's no other prints of that. That is the only one. The, the goal of that is to actually get it signed by the the team. That is the, that is, that is the long journeyed story.
0: All right, man. That's awesome. I love that. You got the original Zelda up there. (laughs) Original Mario, man. You got a lot of my favorites up there. I love it. I am stoked. Well yeah man, we've uh we've known each other what? We we calculated it's like 12 years now, uh, somewhere yeah, 12, in that 13 neighborhood. years yeah. like that, yep. And so we got a lot to cover. I don't expect we'll cover it all today. So
1: Chapter 1. Here <laughs> we go. That's right.
0: <laughs> well, we'll see how long it takes. The most I've had a guest on here is three times to tell their story. So uh we'll see how much uh we can spread out and see if you become the the champion in the or the current record, record holder at four episodes.
1: Watch, we'll get I it all done you. today. We'll get it all done That's today. <laughs> no, there's no way.
0: No, there's not. You're right. There's no way. But you ready to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Cool, man. Let's start with like where you grew up and what you thought you were going to do as you were hitting high school and starting to think about career.
1: Yeah, so uh, I was not born in the United States. I was a military brat, so but I grew up in uh, Northern Indiana in uh, Amish country. So the world spins a lot differently than where I come from. I am not Amish, uh, but uh, and so but I always always loved video games, and so I knew that in my career, it would eventually head down that way, but that's not the way that my journey started. And uh, my journey started pursuing uh, a variety of different things. I think in my undergraduate, I had eight different majors when I calculated, all the way from criminal justice to art to uh, traditional. um, I, Got into doing food, uh, and then I started – I really always had this, like, creative side to me, and and so I really love cooking food. I still do cooking food to this day, and uh, so I took a class, and it was much more, like – business focused. And I was like, I wanted something that's more hands-on. If I'm going to mm. learn to cook, I would think I would learn to cook first. Right. right? Theoretical cooking. And, <laughs> yeah. And so I took a, 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 apprenticeship course up in Northern Indiana. And then I learned to be a chef's apprentice for two and a half, three years. Uh, And I was going through that curriculum, and I decided that, you know, I was going to take one more crack at going to game school, right? Since I come from the Midwest, the four closest places was, like, Full Sail, which I didn't hear hear of at the time. And there's DigiPen, you know, Southern California. So this is 2004, 2007. So, like, the gaming career, that's probably right around the time where you were just, like, starting to, like – make your career to do a thing right so yeah. um and so i was like well i'm gonna just apply to a couple of different schools and uh, uh it's funny that we're actually going to talk about this but uh i got uh, to go to a school that no one really likes to talk about and it's probably one of the oldest gaming industry memes on the planet and uh my job is to be better than that
0: oh my goodness yep
1: but <laughs> Let's go
0: ahead and cover that. (laughs) Sure.
1: Sure. Um,
0: Yeah. So when did this happen?
1: uh, So I went to my undergraduate from 2007 to 2010. Uh, And I went to a place – I can't even imagine that I'm doing this publicly. I went to a place called uh, Westwood College. And uh, for those who are listening and aren't familiar – oh, Roman's got it in the chat.
0: Tighten up I the graphics on level three. On though, level, right? three, three yeah. level
1: three. <laughs> uh and I still show so it close. off to today. Um and 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 so I that was bef- just before my time when all of that went down. Um and so I was a very big advocate on campus. Uh so when I was there, um, you know, I got to go in. I started in about, April, uh, about May of 2007, uh, April time. It's blur at this point. And I wasn't really good at anything at that particular time. I was still, like, very early on. You know, it was very art design focused, right? You know, there's a couple good art pieces that I think still exist in my mom's house. But it just wasn't my cup of tea. Like, I wasn't... Yeah you know above the rest and so it wasn't about till about halfway we had this opportunity to do this gaming competition and so i put together this group of about eight nine people that were really good on campus and we entered in this gaming competition was it this a school
0: competition or
1: school competition yeah this was this was just purely within the westwood college uh Camp- campuses all across the United States and uh, so you know, I was a part of the group that was trying to betterment uh, and and I will give a shout out because she deserves a shout out. Uh, this is also the same time Sean Pugh and I crossed paths in undergraduate so um, she was over at DICE over in Sweden and now so uh, so her and I went to undergraduate school together and so uh, we went through this, this competition and then I started to see myself in this like leadership kind of position. Mm. And, uh, so I was like, what is this? How do I do more of this? You know, where do I go to learn more of this kind of this type of piece? Because what I'm getting here, I'm not getting. And so I, uh, I put together a special space on, on campus. I was, I worked there. So I literally was there 24 seven. Um, but I had a place called the bat cave I built. So I had the school, uh, give me a space. Uh, I had so much influence there. I had my own, like, think like uh, the, a gaming lab that you'd get on full sales campus, but I got to build and build it myself and put all wow. the technology in it. And, uh, so I called it the bat cave cause it was always colder than the rest of the campus.
0: Nice. And,
1: uh, <laughs> And so eventually turned into um, the last, like, six, five, six months were just, like, heads down focused because I knew where I needed to take my career because my Westwood College education wasn't going to be enough to set myself apart from everyone else. I had to, you know, the gaming industry is very cutthroat, and so you definitely got to work your time.
0: That's a – man, so (laughs) – I'm not surprised first of all, to back up a little bit that you had a bunch of different things that you were considering uh, yep. career wise, because the thing that I've always known about you and would mm-hmm. we'll say about you when people ask is you have your hands in lots of different things all the time. And yep. that's why, as we talk we're, like every year you're going to be like, well, I did these dozen things during that year. And I'm like, I did two things that year yep. worth mentioning. So, uh, <laughs> but that's going to be a fun uh, part of this conversation. Um, so, so you got there, what, what, uh, what, so I, I had a similar experience actually with the very first college that I went to was a, like a, a small university and it taught like computer, you know, stuff. And, and I went through there and I knew more than everyone that was teaching and like three months in, I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm out, you know, like that kind of thing. But then at that point for me I was like I don't know what I'm gonna do after that I just know that this is in the right place what what was your kind of thought process at that point did you have a goal or did you just know you just didn't want to be there
1: I think I think my 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 creation story of this journey isn't from Westwood itself mm-hmm. right so you know back when I was doing the cooking thing right I went to a, a Elkhart area, Elkhart School right it was a you know community college right and so I did most of my cooking classes there but one semester, I had some extra time to, to kill, and so I decided to take some technology classes mm. and never touching any sort of modeling program on the planet. I, uh, I took this uh, 3D modeling course uh, with a teacher named James, James Fry, Frygang, uh, and I had the audacity to try to build, which is crazy to think about now. As my first ever attempted like final project in a class was, I tried to build Hogwarts in 3D, which was <laughs> An absolute disaster, uh, mess. But I was like, you know, this is something that I want to get into. But the problem was, is I didn't know where. And so I did a, a decent amount of research. And, you know, um, when it came to choosing, right, it was either, you know, I was thinking about going to Full Sales, talking to John Abraham, which is a very old school, uh, referenced, um, uh, advisor uh, for anybody's old school there um, and then I was talking to Westwood College and the one thing that like took me over the edge right to kind of define the story is Westwood College told me that I could always train for free and uh, I was like I was, was like that cool uh, well I mean as uh, if I would have graduated I could have came back to campus to you know, audit any class to sit down there and to do anything, and that was one of the things that I was overpromised. And wait, you know, Full can, has that too, though. Did they not tell you that at the time? I I, it's, it, I don't remember that, that that it was something that separated the difference. You were of, sold of, on
0: it either way, like from Westwood. So yeah, <laughs>
1: gotcha. so but you know now you know anyone who has to deal with that like I do, it's it's a, <laughs> it's it's a bad taste in my mouth. So it's uh it's fair. That's a fair, a
0: fair Quarters bad call. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I've got a second I, shot that I need to take, so I'm gonna do that. Okay, while you continue here, well, your part of the so story. So
1: you have your thing. I have mine. This is I only do this on special occasions. This is a 16 nice. year Bushmills. All right. So do it, chat, Don't 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 get me drunk, okay?
0: <laughs> Are you taking shots with me? Is that what's happening? Are we on number two? Of
1: course. Why would I? If if there's a shot, why would it?
0: Why would I not take a shot? Hey, I'm just saying. This, this is it. We got number two Cheers,
1: y'all. Now it's our party tonight. That's right. That hydrates for you, they said. Hey, (laughs) thanks, bro.
0: Nice. All right, so what? Uh, as you as you were leaving Westwood, what what was your plan? Like, did you have one, or were you just like, "I'm out"?
1: yeah, so I had some really bad things happen when I was at Westwood. You know, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows for me. And when the second, second situation happened, I was like, you know, I just, this is not enough for me. I'm going to go to where I should have gone. Um, you, well, know, uh, you know, I can fix, right my wrong. Without, and, without and,
0: details, what kind of situations are we talking? Like, like administrative stuff or like, like interpersonal stuff?
1: Yeah, uh, so um, there's th- there was this individual that taught there, and uh, I had a po- a very poor situation. I, I you know I, I made a bad decision early on in college, which is something that you should never do, and I got caught for reasons that were my own and not something that I, it's not something that I'm proud of. Mm. And continuing that story, I had to take portfolio class. And I told you about the the competition and the, the team I led, and right. So I really didn't do any of the development or art work. I did the, you know, meetings and gathering of stuff. And so what I did for my portfolio class was I put together. It's actually a, it's in here. I could probably grab it to you, show you, you know, pull it on camera. I have I made a art bible, and a game design document. Okay. Never knew what the hell those were, right. but I was like, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna do those because that's what our industry does. It's never been taught here, but I'm gonna work. So we made a 2D flash game. So I, t- you know, I took all the art, I printed all the art, put it all in like this fancy uh, three-ring binder, presented this thing, uh, and um, you know, he pretty much in front of like 30 people in our class told me that I wasn't going to amount to anything and I should just leave uh, the industry and not pursue it any further. Uh, and at that point I stopped, uh, pretty much caring about helping others at that particular point in, in, in school, um, and just been heads down and just did my own thing. That's where I came up with one of my, uh, my own game concepts at that time that I still work on today. Um, and I was just like, you know, I'm going to full sail. Uh, and so I reached back out to them and I was like, Hey, I want to pursue this. I'm getting my, um, my bachelor's um here in a couple months and i want to take the master's degree down there right let's 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 figure this out and yeah that was it so
0: so you did at least get your bachelor's out of it you didn't, yes. you didn't leave. Yes. okay that's good that's good yeah yep very cool
1: i mean i try not to you know i try not to talk like poorly about that i try not to bring it up i try to i mean you know it it helped define my path and where it's progressed right this yeah. this you know this space. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's made me better for it. So,
0: well, I mean, I think you and I both would agree that one, this industry is too small to talk negatively, right? Like to truly talk negatively about things now there, but there's a difference between telling the story and yep. talking shit about people and, and, and things. Right. And, and I think as long as you're, you're telling the story and, and maybe leaving out some sensitive things, you don't have to tell people's names, you know, those kind of things. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's perfectly fine and, you know, it's good at telling that story, but yeah, like it's, you got to be careful with the whole, you know, making sure that you're being, uh, being cautious with how you present things. Oh, we got a raid yeah. from I DJ night. It's,
1: it's all about, uh, you know, um, your digital footprint. I try to do a really good job at that.
0: Yeah. And, and it's important, especially, especially with how small this industry is, you know, and, uh, i've many times i've reworked with people or gotten jobs because of people I knew and things like that, and it happens a lot agreed so all right so so now you're coming here for your masters and yeah. and what so was the degree you had before what was what was the bachelor's in was it game design was it like what was that in
1: uh it was a game art uh bachelor's of science okay
0: and so then the nice thing about way the master's works at full sales pretty much any bachelor's will you know bring you in right Mm -hmm. and so so what was your what were you looking to learn specifically when you when you came over there
1: so i think that you know uh the the program now is very different than what it is that when i went there and you know when i was there it was specified to be a you know a game design master's degree program now there is a game design degree now which is very different than what i took now what i took was very focused in leadership driven things and i kind of expected a little bit much more hands-on in certain areas right uh much more learning some of the tools versus much more leadership driven right some of the other elements and so um that was definitely not the case, so the the title of the, the the program was a little bit differently than what it is, right It yeah. should be you know a game production master's degree program that's defined it, you know whether you have multiple tracks, you know all that sort of stuff yeah um, but I knew going into it, I put the past behind me, whatever happened, whatever happened, you know I wasted lots of money, I still have school loans that will make anyone shake in their boots <laughs> um, um It's true. And, uh, and so I was like, you're not, I'm going to be here for just over around a year. And I was like, I don't care what I'm going to spend. If I have the gut feeling that I want to spend money on, I'm going to do it. Mm. And, you know, we'll talk about what I did besides just going to school. Right. There was much more things that I did to separate myself away from anyone else. Like what defined me different than just going to school
0: man that's that's a really good point and that's something that that i think people don't think enough about as they're you know early in their careers is how, how am i standing out like everybody wants to stand out everybody wants to make connections they want to you know find mentors and and that kind of thing but man the but thinking about your your individual you know perspective and and what is memorable about you is yeah. real is really important you remember the white jacket? Oh, dude, are you kidding? Like, uh, <laughs> of course I do, and uh, and we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. I but have
1: but I for a long you time. That was your video. staple. That was your
0: staple. Uh, was it?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have. Uh, there's uh video footage online. I did a promo video. <laughs> do I, uh, you still I have still- it? I do still have the it would take me it would take me a little bit to have it but I have so I have both okay I have both the man in the white jacket video still and okay I can't even believe I'm going to say this I still have when myself and James Lewis we decided to do video uh resumes and I set and I have the the Chad Hoover dubbed version of the Overstrike trailer variant for insomniac that may i may or may or not have sent angela at that time
0: oh dude all right so <laughs> here here's what's gonna have to happen because we're gonna end okay. up talking about this but when you come back for the next episode you need to have
1: that thing out i'm just saying you
0: need to you need to, okay. you need to bring it I,
1: I will i will i will find uh I, I know it exists somewhere i mean with the move and everything i know it exists <laughs> You're gonna that have for, plenty of time sure.
0: to find it. I'm just saying, like, but but we need to make that happen because yeah.
1: that that actually is
0: one of the more memorable things. Like when I think of you, I think yeah. I think two things. I think what is he doing because he's always doing something new or doing a bunch of things. And two, where's that jacket at? That, that's what I think about yep. every time.
1: Yep, I have the newer
0: version jacket in the other room. Oh, well, we want to see that as well. But but really, like that stuff is makes you memorable. You stand out. Yep. Like it's it it's your thing, you know. And and someone doesn't have to like it or you know like or or it be their own style or anything like that. But it's noticeable and it's memorable. That's that's what's important.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's all about like you know kind of defining your thing, right? Yeah. I knew that I was gonna take you know full sell full sell by storm. I was gonna make it my own, and I still remember my first week uh saying that my goal was the 10-year mark when i told jay noble that i was like hey if this you know if we're now going to be doing this you know hall of fame thing i was like 10-year mark that's my goal i'm gonna you know i'm gonna bust and i'm gonna do a thing uh (laughs) and not not long after that is uh i uh Normally, this is not what happens. Normally, you have to wait till like the three month just before you graduate. But I uh, went up to career services my first week, knocked on the front door, and I was like, hey, I want to talk to my career advisor. And they were like, yeah, sure, you know, wait a few minutes. And then they took me back and I met Rob Koble, and I was like, Hey, <laughs> you're going to know who I am. This is me. Dude. I'm going to bust my butt. And I'm like, you're, he was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I'm Chad Hoover. And you're going to see a different experience out of me. Uh, and we've been friends since.
0: Man, I'm so glad. Like it didn't occur to me that you had Rob Koble, and I the Rob Koble era. Yeah. I, uh, I need to actually have him on here to talk about those times. Like this guy is an old school record producer. Like he, he is entertainment way back. And he, I mean, there's some stories from the way back, but that mentality and his drive and the way he approached, like he was a, I'm going to get shit done type
1: person. And he, he defined, he defined all of the people, all of the people that, that visited, you know, I, I can't, I can't, talk any sort of like how it is now right but I just remember, you know, people were always visiting people were like you just looked up to and like these, you know, these bigger type of industries and people that I interface now with on just because I know them in a different, different light than, you know, what they were. I, you know, I talked to, you know, Mark, D, not Mark Diaz, uh, Mark, uh, Boole, oh, Danny Boole, uh, Danny Boole, yeah. not, not too long ago. And I was like, do you remember coming in in 2010 when you did your Red Dead Redemption panel of interviews. He's like, yeah, I was like, I was there. Like that's how like, you know, memorable like bring all of these <laughs> top tier gaming graduates into. And I and I think that's the that's an interesting piece because like looking at the time that I was there and you know what he was able to achieve, right? It was like it was always ever presently you had the the hashtag and there was a different mentality, right? Everything that we went to, we had those green rooms, right? Yeah. They were, they were special. People worked hard towards them. It was like, you know, the bees knees of things.
0: Yeah. And you know, the, for those that that don't, understand the full context here rob was the basically the alumni relations person like he was a career development help for people that were in school and graduating what he did though was he kept connections with the grads that were out doing a lot of great stuff and then he would really help orchestrate bringing them back to do talks and panels and you know and it was this really good insight for anyone that was a student to understand hey what was it really like to get into the industry the kind of things we're talking about here in these live kind of panel discussions and like at the time there was we're talking you know 12 years ago 13 years ago Mm -hmm. it was like the only way to get that kind of information and it was awesome yeah so so you went to see him week one that's amazing um what i'm so what was your your plan there like like was it literally just to be like you're gonna know who i am i'm 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 making myself known to you watch what you know hold my beer type thing
1: Yeah, I was like, I I, I knew what I came from, and I was like, I needed to be different. I needed to, where I come from, I knew it wasn't enough. And did I know what I needed to do or what I needed to accomplish? No, I just had to pursue going forward, right? That's what, that's what mattered.
0: Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So and i want to touch a little bit on the the whole degree part of it because you, you know you mentioned that was one of my kind of com- complaints with the early master's degree was it was called game design but it was definitely production right like it was all Correct. game production that is not true now right like there there's Correct. a lot more different you know uh, uh, what's the right term for it? um tracks that you can go into uh for different mm-hmm. things um, there was but, no tracks right when was i was there just the production i
1: did everything <laughs> All simultaneously at the same time. Thesis, final project. I did intern hours with uh, uh, Torque Game Engine before that went under. And then Torque turned into the NFA, the National Flight Academy space uh, that was there just before I graduated. So I helped uh, teach scrum to, uh, to Joey Gibbs and to James, James Lewis, right. Those guys, they, those guys came, were coming after me. So I helped educate them in what I was being taught in all of the other, you know, other events that I went out to, you know, and I spent this money to go do, uh, so I was very knowledgeable in production tools at that time. Yeah. And so I was continuing my education there. And then that's now turned into the, uh, excuse me, the usability lab that has, is just absolutely phenomenal. But oh, yeah, yeah, I had, to, I had to do all three tracks simultaneously while still doing class.
0: Oh man. James Lewis, he's a big wig at Microsoft now, right? Correct. You,
1: yeah. uh, if you watched the, the game awards, he just announced the, uh, the diversity thing. Um, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Nice. Very cool. James is a good guy. No, that's awesome. All right. So let's talk about your first month. Like what, what was it like to jump in and like, what was your experience like overall? And actually... I also am curious at this point, I meant to ask this earlier, were you already doing side projects? Did you have any like of your own games being developed up to this point? Okay. That'll happen later. No. Okay.
1: So yeah, no, I, so I, I, I had, so the, the, the special project, which is up here, which I have been working on most of my career. This is new art. This is the last time I worked on it. Does Uh, it have a name? Have you mentioned it? Produce Panic. Oh, that, that, that's still Produce Panic. Yeah, Holy I can, cow. I, I, can, I can bring you down the art if you oh, want. But I yeah. love
0: it. I love it.
1: Yeah. So that's all done by an ex-Disney uh, uh, Imagineer concept artist, so all of that art. Nice. Uh, I went to church with. Uh, and so what was the question you asked me? Like, uh, uh, your first month. Oh, yeah. So I, my I, I first month. I
0: a bit there, but yeah.
1: That's what yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> The first month. So... Yeah, so I was just getting my, my feet wet. Um, the the jacket didn't exist yet. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I was just a person on campus running around. Um, I lived uh, down in Melbourne, so I did a lot of uh, driving back and forth. Uh, and so I, at Wait, this you particular You Melbourne? Yeah, so when I moved uh, from Colorado, I, my pretty much my mom's best friend at the time lived down in Melbourne. So I drove to and from to go to camp to campus every day. Um, so weird and, side note, that's where my wife lived at that time. So, <laughs> yeah. And so I uh, drove back and forth uh, for a while. Um, first, yeah. First couple months, it was pretty much just uh, pretty much the same. the, Things in my life really took an interesting turn uh, just before the wall, which had been fourth month.
0: Oh, wait. All right. So let's talk about that. What, uh, Do you know what the wall is I referring don't. to? No, I don't. Okay. That's, I'm curious.
1: So in the master's degree program as a, a student, uh, we all called it the wall. And so that was uh, Rupert's. Uh, production methodologies class. Okay. So you had to learn the PMBOK, uh, which of, who, of anyone who ever done is a rather da- danty task. Uh, it's a very difficult read uh, for even from someone who just loves and enjoys it. It's a very difficult read. But, and In so you had... Uh, You You had 30 days to build a project management plan, a PMP, from scratch with people that you just started working with. Awesome. And you have no correlation with teamwork-wise. So, you know, but the caveat was is you could reach out to people who have already taken the class to get their paperwork to figure out how this stuff is actually achieved and done. Now, the caveat is it takes you about two weeks back then, right? But in the wall, you had to learn how your team could accomplish the work. Each particular person had their strengths and weaknesses. If you and I were on a team doing something and you were doing something and I was doing something and we just weren't gelling, or maybe you're doing the wrong portion of what was being asked. Right, maybe you were all about formatting, and I was all about writing, or and it was like a train wreck. And it's like, well, I'm better at writing, Chad. How about I do that? I'm like, okay, you go write. I'll make it pretty. Right. We all have our like job and task, and so we took this influence of all these other papers and we put them in, and we kind of done this, but we had to communicate. So the caveat was is if we reached out to an uh, um, an upper 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 tiered graduate that hasn't graduated yet they had to communicate to Rupert that we grabbed their paper as influence to figure out how this section was done, you know, how the cost management plan was done, or how the, you know, this this particular, you know, was done. And so it took about two weeks of just nonsense of trying to figure it out. And then about the two week mark, it was like, okay, this makes sense. Now the wheels are starting to turn, right? And that class was all about how you actually can figure out to work as a team, you know. And still to this day, outside of my own personal thoughts and feelings, it was was an amazing class. Like probably one of the better ones that decided on whether or not that you were going to continue the last six, seven, eight months if you couldn't get past the wall because the wall was – Difficult. It was the most difficult portion of it outside of like final project because that's the next time you got to deal with a whole brand new team.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So that's a that's a lot to learn in a month, right? Like that's yeah. a that's an intense amount of. Uh, I, I do like okay. I do like how that sep that that separation moment or that 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 aha moment was at about the halfway point, right? Like that's yep. and. Was that something you just discovered or did they kind of tell you at nope. that? Po-
1: okay. So it was just the team. It just like things just started to gel. Things are started, yeah. started to like mixture, like what is happening. Our grade is getting better. Like something is better. There's less red marks that he's, you know, because the the crazy thing was, is like those classes was just one day a week, mm. but it was for eight hours. Cool. So you had, so you had four hour you had a four hour lecture space that we talked like a specific area of the book, and then we had a two hour block that we learned uh, leadership. I don't have my books out, or I would, um, but we learned le- leadership methods from Star Trek because uh, Rupert's a big Star Trek guy, and uh, and you can see he, he, it's still. <laughs> nice. next generous right there uh, and uh and so so we watched Star Trek and we learned leadership methods. There's a book that we followed uh, back at that particular time, and then we had the last little bit of effort to like figure out what we were doing for the evening and for the week, and we had a week to figure out the next series of tasks, so yeah,
0: all right, that's interesting, and so did you end up with a group that's Gelled well because everybody was on the same page or did, or did the process kind of pull along some people that, that weren't quite getting it?
1: So our class, unlike most classes were much bigger. My class existed of four people. uh, Two of which actually made it through to the end.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Man, that's, that's a tiny group. Interesting. And now the thing that's interesting about that too, though, is, Did everyone have the same kind of background and desire for production or like, was it a mix of, of skills?
1: I think we all, I mean, all of us came from different spaces. Uh, but I believe only besides myself. One of the last contacts the uh, Chris was, Chris was a QA person up at Bethesda not too long ago, um, and he didn't actually make it graduated, but he did eventually make it into the industry. But he didn't graduate, to my knowledge. Gotcha. Okay.
0: And so after you get past this kind of block or you know, or the wall, what yeah. was, was that like? Kind of smoother sailing from there? Was it like a, a I got it now? Or how, how did it go from there? So
1: interesting enough, I had a, uh, a personal situation happen um, where I was thinking about leaving. Oh. And, uh, and so I contemplated leaving school for um, uh, some personal reasons, and um, um, for most would say it would be a girl at that time. Mm. And, uh, and so that didn't work out. And so when I came back, I hit the ground running and I defined focusing on my career until the pretty much till now. So
0: when you say come like, back, did you take a break like you were gone for a bit?
1: I went to the Philippines Oh wow! and then I came back. I was there for a very few times, very little time. But uh, for as much as money is funny, I spent on changing my life. I returned all of the things and I made uh, made a giant trip across the country or across the world and then came back.
0: Interesting. All right. And so, so you came back with a fresh, like fresh passion. (laughs) You're you're ready to to do this. Now, was was, this, Uh, was this, uh, let's back up a second. You started with that conversation with Kobol at at a high, right? When you're like, I'm doing this. Had that, had that started to dip along the way and this is kind of pushed you back up there or was this like. Now you're even, even higher in that than you were before.
1: No, I think that, that it started to dwindle, right. And I was just still dealing with some of that personal stuff throughout the wall. Yeah. Um, you know, I pushed myself through it. And then between that, the start of one class or the end of one class starting another class, cause it's like within a week. But I pretty much went to the Philippines and back within a week, and, and so when I came back at that particular point – I don't know at what point. It's probably very soon around this time that is when the, the jacket happened okay, and the, the creation of the, the person that literally lived on campus um, all the time. So, uh, because at at this particular time I was starting to really get involved with the torque stuff with Sean. Um, and that's the, in the early usability stuff.
0: All right. Like that you got that, that, uh, new passion out of it, if nothing else. So what was your goal now? You came back, you're, you're raring to go, you're, you're a new man. What, what was the the rest of your kind of time like?
1: I needed to find I needed to find a goal. Mm. I needed to find I needed to find something that I could strive for and achieve. And so uh, I guess this is where we're going to talk about the the big pink elephant in the room that you very much will know about my career. And so I had uh, a focus and you know I I grew up playing games. I love playing games, but there was just this this one particular studio that just like, you know, I'm like, I love what they do, I love what they envision, I love what they believe in, I love how they treat their people. Like, but I'm like, I need to figure out how do I how do I get to know more about that. Yeah. And so I decided to within the year of uh going to full sale, I went to the only time, well actually that's not true because it came back in two 2000- thousand 19, you know, 2017, 2018, uh, industry. the IGD leadership forum. So mm. I went there to get uh hands-off trained by hands hands-off themselves. I came back and I trained hands-off to the master's degree and the faculty oh. to how, how to utilize that back in the day, which I very much, you know, I'll, I'll pat my back back yeah. in the day, <laughs> um, which is super cool. But I also went to GDC and I went to, to E3. Mm. And so I made it my mission. When I say mission, Jameson, it was a mission. I made my mission to know every single Insomniac Games person (laughs) that went to any of these. I went out of my way to go to sessions, to introduce people. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I know that Angela no longer works there now, but I made it a mission anytime I went anywhere. Right. Angela and Carrie knew who I was because, you know, we're all told that it's all about who, you know. Right. And I was like, if anything is going to you know, be the grace of God that I'm like, this is this is going to be I just need to like. No more people that work there. Like this is this is where I want to eventually end up. This is where I want to go. This is where as I eat, sleep, and breathe this, I just want to do stuff for them. And and <laughs> so I and, – and, and just weird things started happening, okay? I went to a session and just was just nonchalantly just chilling there watching the main stage at, at a GDC shesh, and I introduced myself to the guy to my left didn't know who he was he introduced himself and he was like a technical programmer at Insomniac and i'm like what is this like <laughs> the the auras around the world were just gelling um you know and you know i i quickly learned that the coming out of school at that time back in 2010 2011 right going to insomniac was a very difficult thing yeah. because i um, lived in the land of production. Mm. And so um, for those who don't know, it's very difficult to even, you know, at that particular time to get a job there because no one ever leaves. uh and uh they have one of the more tenured space uh people there ever in the industry which is amazing you know it's like the best place to work in like for 20 straight years or some odd i don't even remember how many awards in a row that that ted and the team have had which i know now that you're there too uh and it's like all of these pieces i was just like this just makes sense um and so i actually uh met um met um how did this go i met ted price at the leadership for no how to speak i broke mine first so i broke my clavicle trying to go to e3 three days before i was racing james lewis right after the uh, avengers movie the original and i broke my clavicle <laughs> Wait, uh, and i'm gonna need I, a
0: little more detail
1: so <laughs> so we got back can, to full sale. Okay. <laughs> we got back to full sale after the movie and we decided to have a race, okay, James and I, right? And you know, James is an African American guy and he runs a little bit faster, it's just his, his genome. Well, as I was running, okay, my world just got, kinda got like horizontal and I'm just like, Oh, this is weird. And so I tuck and dove and I was just like in immediate sweats. And I'm like what is going on? I'm like, nothing broke or nothing hurt. And I'm like, guys, James, you won. I got to go home. <laughs> this is whatever. And so I went back to the place I was staying at the time. Cause this is like mid year. And, uh, this is, uh, when I was good friends with Scott Portman. And, uh, so as I got back to the place, I started to take off my shirt. And as I got to about right here, my left clavicle cracked. You can still feel it today. Oh. And so I called Scott and I was like, uh, what are you do it? And I was he's like nothing. I was like, can you take me to the emergency room? I've just broke a bone and I I don't know. And three <laughs> days later, I got on a plane uh, to E3 and I slept on the floor, which was a horrible choice and decision. But I was not going to miss it. That's where I won that poster. I have still have the T-shirt. It's actually in the other room. And I won the Resident or was it no, the Resistance Three tournament at E3. And so I uh, introduced myself to Ted at the time. And so I was in a sling with a broken clavicle. Got to got got to meet one of my heroes at the time. And so fast forward is I went to the uh, the IGD leadership forum that same year and uh ted had broken his clavicle in an accident what? and so and so when i saw him there we had this now uh, this internal connection of now he was in a sling and i was not in a sling uh and so yeah so i made it my mission there was nothing else i didn't look at any other studios i didn't look at anything else until i had the idea of you know hey this is not something that i'm going to accomplish because you know, I have to go the QA route and, and stuff like this. And I was very adamant. I'm like, I'm spending time, effort to know this as an industry, as an you know a career choice, right? I don't think that, you know, just me downgrading, you know, and I was a very stickler of that and that's kind of defined my path. But, you know, I was like, I know production. This is what I'm good at. Why can't I do this? And so once I learned that I can't just like step in the front door over there, like with this, it's a little bit different now, but um back then that's not possible couldn't do it, so it didn't matter how much I talked to anybody it ain't gonna happen hmm. man,
0: you are like one of the most passionate people about this industry that I've ever met, like you, just the way you tell these stories and like what your desire was and how you're gonna you're not gonna you're gonna sleep on the floor with a broken yep. clavicle at e three because
1: Yep. And, and I, I quote, won the competition. I'm not gonna a miss sling. it, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, man. man. It's I'm I'm ai am a horse of a different color, and I'm I'm very proud that I am, and it has defined my own path, and I will continue to pursue that. You know, and you know, and I try not to push it down people's throats and stuff like that, right? It's an an in our own internal goal, but you know, uh, I know that if it's going to happen, it's going to happen at the right time for the right reasons. And, you know, sure. Could I have wished it to happen 13 years ago and I could have made a better difference and a better choice, whatever. But if, if that, that, that goal in life happens a year from now, you know, 10 years from now, I, cause this is, and I've never made this public Jameson. So, but I will make it public to you. All right. The actual goal here. Okay, is I value what a company gives to anyone what I want when I go there. And if my career gets there at some point, what I want is my name on a business card that shares the same logo. So I know that the company has invested time and money into me, as I have done to them. Mm. It's all it's all it is, I just want a business card you know and it's like hey you know i have made it to a point where the company values me enough that they're willing to spend you know money in a capacity that's not and and, and that's this it, it's 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 more than just anything right it's it's they're supporting the bigger cause on on what they have built there um accordingly
0: man like that's uh it, i like that you think about the right timing of things because it would be real easy early in your career to feel like, Oh, this is not my Avenue there. So it's never going to happen. Right. And Correct. a lot of people think that way. And for those that don't know, uh, my good friend, Sean McCabe, uh, he and I went to Full Sail at the same time over 20 years ago. And since then he's been at Insomniac for about 20 years. And, uh, but we talked for years about like, Hey, so maybe someday we'll get to work together. Maybe someday we'll get to work together. And it took, you know, almost 20 years before I joined the studio. So, yep. like, you, you just never know when it, when, and, and it was definitely the right time for me, right? Like, it, it, everything led to, for me, to this being the right time to be here. And it's been almost two years now. And I've never I been just, happier. I just
1: find it funny that, you know, I kind of like, I let my dream kind of not go, but I was like, you know, I'm just going to continue to do my work. I'm going to continue to do my work and since we're we're on this you know just you know insomniac talk version a portion of my this this career choice <laughs> you know with a master's degree so you know jumping up a few years i was working on produce panic and i got the opportunity to go to gdc and i i demoed my demo on the floor at gdc which was crazy right this is years later mm-hmm. right and also had the opportunity i applied to north carolina for sean right so you know another another name drop there so i was like hey let me apply to a qa position let me support this vr stuff that you guys are doing it's up and coming it's great so got in which has never happened yet is they called me back and they set up an interview and i was like what I was like, something I'm doing is making this path progress positively. Right. I've never – I've applied more times than anything, right? And and so uh, when they sent me back, I had a meeting the week of GDC, which is crazy. So not only am I live on floor, I had to wait back one day. So I had my interview with Sean and uh, Ben – I forget the guy's name at the time, but Ben was the QA lead over in North Carolina campus and i remember i can't i will always remember this this is crazy and you will you will think this is to be true as well so i get on the call and I'm super nervous of course why wouldn't i not be and uh, so he's like listen so normally how these interviews go um i start the first half of this interview and we talk about insomniac its history what we've done and the second half of this interview we talk about you and you know why you want to do this position but we need to change up how this this idea goes because i believe and this is ben talking right and i believe that you know more about this company than i do (laughs) at this particular time and you hear sean chuckle in the background and i was like that's probably true, uh, just because I've made it my mission to 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 work there uh, and to <laughs> even have this interview, um, which you know, which was you know frustrating that I didn't get it at the time to go do QA, right? Because I you know I set myself back and I'm like you know, and I was like I just want to get my foot in the door, uh, you know, and so, but I had the interview, so I was like I'm doing things in a positive direction. So I was like, the next time I, I take the the jump jumping route, and I was like, well, maybe there's going to be another series of stuff. And so now continuing the story, you know, I know that you're there. I know Aaron is there. I know that Jesse is there, right? These even, you know, three strong, strong connections on a, on a personal note. But I've never been like, hey, do this thing for me. It's not <laughs> how this works. You know, I'm like, that's not how I want to be, you know. Told if it's something that that makes sense, then you know I know what I've done and and how our relationship has done over the past thirteen years. That it's just going to make sense. Yeah, and that and that's that. What
0: you just described is what networking really is in this industry, right? And and I think that's where a lot of people that are new to the industry don't quite get it. Is yeah, it's about fostering relationships, right? Getting to know people. It's not about what can you do for me, what can I do for you. It's Hey, Correct. let's get to know each other. And at some point, something's going to come up where one of us can say, I know the guy, right? I know someone that's great for this. And that that that's has it. happened so many times in both directions for me already in this industry. And like, it's, it's always a potential and you just never know when that opportunity is going to pop up.
1: Correct. It's all about playing the long game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. We are almost to the halfway point. Before we jump into where we met in the last part of your time. Yeah, because it would have been the last half of Full Sail. Yeah. I want to break off for a second and do what I call the dev round. This is a a series of questions I ask everybody, and uh, I'm curious to get your answers. Let's go. All right. What is your favorite game of all time and
1: why? Favorite game of all time? uh man any oh man that's a tough thing sure is (laughs) so when people ask me this question it is always a toss-up okay because one is a staple in our industry in a staple in our industry but the other one is just i loved playing this as a kid Right, so if it was like, "Hey, I want to play this and just enjoy it for for hours on end," it's none other than the Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda. Okay. Right, but if I grew up playing it, I used to race motorcycles. That's another thing you probably didn't know. Uh, so I used to race motorcycles uh, professionally, won a couple trophies, but I just love playing bike. Okay. Being able to to build my own track back on the NES uh all of this other stuff right this defined my early childhood no i love insomniac right i have ratchet and clank <laughs> toys up the wazoo uh i have played more ratchet and clank than i know what to do with so to answer that question but it didn't de- it didn't define my my piece it's all right uh, you, you don't have to sell me on your love for ig i get it i see it but i, I was just answering the guy the question in the, in the chat uh, but oh, I, I, would <laughs> say, I would say that it's Legends, Zelda, Bike. It's, right. it's tough for me to choose. Those, those both defined early points in my childhood.
0: Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. I get that. Um, talking about the, the motocross part of things, uh, my yeah. brother did the same thing. He was a motocross racer. Until he, uh, coming down from a jump, his foot slipped off the, the peg and his leg took the weight of the bike. And he shattered his shin. Like his shin was just destroyed. They had to like take bones out of his hip and stuff to put it into his leg. Like it was, it was wild, wild. And so he didn't do that anymore. Yeah, uh,
1: my career ended short when my motorcycle got stolen. Oh, that sucks too.
0: <laughs> at least it didn't harm you, you know. You, no, correct.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's harmful stories in my motorcycle days. <laughs> there but, has to be. <laughs> but but uh, I was definitely a, a young kid at that point.
0: Love okay, it. next question. All right. When did you feel like you had made it in game development?
1: Oh, wow. When I got my first real paycheck. Okay. And when was that?
0: When... Like, roughly, time after graduation?
1: <laughs> of course. Roughly. Of course, you're going to ask me that. <laughs> um, I came back to Florida... So, 2000, okay, 2010, 11, left, 2014. I would say this is going to be a little different, but I believe it was like 2016, 2017. So, I came back to Florida, started working on the Continuum stuff, right, Produce Panic. But I needed something because I just, everything started to bottom itself out. Uh, and Kunal got me introduced to Tom Long, which at that, put, you know, back in the day used to be an instructor at Full Sail. And then he had started, um, his own studio and he's like, Hey, Kunal's like, Hey, ch- Tom, I got this guy. This would be a perfect to help lead you to the promised land to help you do a thing. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I worked on several carnival cruise line projects. Uh, and when I got my first paycheck, I'm like, what am I going to do with all this money? So I was <laughs> like,
0: a terrible place to be. What am yeah, I going to do with so, all this money?
1: <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. And at that particular point, like I, as you've said, I have eat, leave, sleep, breathe, you know, my career is like, it was either, I was either playing games. I was either making them, so playing games professionally, I was either making them Or I was selling them retail for understanding the marketing. I I took my career choice in in a trifecta, right? So, like, whatever made sense of my energy and time. So it was like working at GameStop for many years, understanding how the the user looked at games, how they bought games, understanding that market. Then it was like, okay, well, I played games professionally. And so I did that for many years in Call of Duty and Splinter Cell. And then it's like, okay, well, now I'm starting to do the school thing. And so starting to like make these other portions drop off and just purely focus on making games.
0: Wow. Yeah. Games. uh, It sounds like games are an important part of your life. (laughs) <laughs> All right, yep. you ready for the next one? Yep. What is your passion in game development? What do you care most about?
1: I care about the team. I, I will go to bat. I am not a technical person um, as most. I have an artistic creative background, but I will be the cheerleader that needs to be there to being the, the, the needs be rather that's any sort of risk removal. You know, I will have the conversation that I need to remove the impediments that need to be there. Um, I just care about a happy, productive team so they can be well-oiled, well-gelled, and continue to make whatever crazy thing that we're making. And that was definitely – that's definitely what – that's my cup of tea. Love it. I mean, even that, we'll get to it eventually, you know, about the community stuff, right? It's, I care, I put people first above my own self. I will sacrifice my own body, my own will, my own, you know, we'll get to those stories, but as you know, I will sacrifice my own will, well-being for the betterment of others. I don't care about what I have to deal with and what I have to go through as long as, like, you know, if you if you and I were doing something together, I would sacrifice my own situation to make sure whatever you're doing, because we're doing it together, that you are, the road is clear in front of you. doesn't matter what I have to deal with. As long as you're clear, I know that I'm better.
0: I believe that, too. I believe it. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. What is your advice for someone looking for their first job in the industry?
1: My path was different than most. Um, But if I give anything, it's you have to be patient Mm. and you have to be driven and you have to be different. That's Because, because I am. A horse of a different color, right? I am a very alpha driven individual. Sometimes I, you know, rub people the wrong way, but I wear my passion on my sleeve. And it's in this the same thing in this podcast. You know that I eat, sleep, and breathe this. And I love every minute of it. And I put it forth into the energy and effort that I put into any project that I'm working on but that's something that's defined me to be different than everyone else. Right. No one does what I do. Right. Uh, No one, you know, has the connections I do. Right. No one does all the things I do. We'll talk about, you know, game dev, the board game. That's why that exists because of effort that I have put in over my 13 years. That's able to how I did that project. Right. Uh, Being able to be driven. Right. You know, you have to, you have to do things that other people aren't doing. Don't just go to class. Don't just do the same staple. Do things on the side, right? That is what you're going to self, it's going to create your separation between you and your other classmates, right? Be well, driven, being able to accomplish those things. That's probably some of the, the better advice I can do 13 years later.
0: I love it. And I agree. That's great. All right. Here's a little bit of a curveball question. Blue. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) If you were born in the year 1870, what kind of career do you think you would have had?
1: Oh, that's easy. I would have been a cook. Ah,
0: that is a good one. Yeah. That's easy. That's That's... too easy.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) No, it's a good answer, though. uh, It shows how much you love it. (laughs) Well, because I'm creative. Hmm. Cook is because I enjoy being that. I enjoy doing things for other people. You can be creative. You said 1870? Yeah, we're,
0: we're talking loosely loose electricity around. Not a common thing, right? It's probably something with your hands. No, I think cooking is a great answer. Like it's it's exactly what, what like it seems to be a good passion of yours. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think of like dealing with yeah.
0: <laughs> in the chat there would have been a game designer bring chess to the people
1: <laughs> on an oddly <laughs> note i entered in this is back in old school young chad days i entered uh monopoly tournaments as a young kid oh my gosh what a man
0: what a terrible game but all of us loved it like they, yep. it's a it's a quite quite the thing quite the thing yep all right next question this is the last one no, okay. no it's not the last one it's not the last one Almost you can ask then. as many and all questions as you want. I'm going to ask you a lot of questions tonight. And I Sweet. expect you to answer them all promptly. No, i was kidding. Let's go. Uh, what about 2070? We're talking another, you know, 50-ish years, 40-ish, 50 years in the future. Where are we heading and what do you think you'd be doing?
1: 2070, so it's 50 years from now. Well, uh, knowing my age... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope that I am this, not doing this anything. Is if you were
0: born. If you were born then.
1: Oh, born.
0: Yeah. So, so imagine, you know, around, you know, 2090 is when you're hitting your career. What's the world look like? What do you think you'd be into? Wow. <sighs> and um, think about how technology increases over the decades. I can't imagine what that's actually going to look like.
1: I, it's interesting. I you know, I think for our industry, like it's gonna start bl- <laughs> Monopoly
0: twenty seventy seven. Uh, <laughs> uh
1: I think our industry is gonna start to blend with different other things. I think it's gonna be interesting. Um I think of anything that allowed my own skill set to where we get in fifty years knowing what some of my own side passions are and loves i think i would probably pursue movies oh but well, you i'd probably pursue movies in the creation of uh the direction of right you know still still leading and championing things but being able to look at um that as an interesting medium uh to being able to tell it right we're blurring the line right Mm -hmm. john favreau utilizes the unreal engine on on certain movies that he's been a part of right you know and it's only going to get better the stuff we do with technology is absolutely mind-blowing um and i think 50 years from now if we were if i was born then and 20 years from now i think that's definitely going to be the piece because you know there's gonna be a certain degree of where we can get to, right? We're all gonna be playing the you know, the PlayStation forty seven at the time. Right. <laughs> so uh we're all excited to be playing at that time, uh and playing, you know, you know, Ratchet and Clank future tools of redestruction. <laughs> <laughs> I you know,
0: I hope I'm around in fifty years to see what those games look like. I don't I don't think I'm gonna be, but uh yeah. that's
1: uh we'll see. The Unreal right. Engine twenty makes this movie. You just you just put it in its AI engine. You are like, I want to create a movie with these people, this person, and the AI will generate the uh, the all of the art and stuff for you. That's you, what happens in twenty years. You can do that now. You can I know. Do that now, but, and it's
0: it's mind blowing that you can do that now, but you can. not well, But that is a very touchy
1: subject because we are in early adoption stage. That's actually That's a true. very it's a very interesting point. We actually had many conversations at Mob about using AR and stuff like that and whether we should and should not and, you know, looking at that, so.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. All right, last question from the dev round.
1: Sure.
0: Who would you recommend that I ask to come on the show?
1: Uh, Because I look up to him and he is amazing and I don't know if you've ever done it, but I believe you need to talk to Shiva. Shiva's been on. Okay, okay, hold on. Have you talked to Vishon yet?
0: Who? Vishon Pugh? No. Yeah. All right. Got it. I will get that information from you later and we'll make the, you can make a connection for me. It'll be good. All right. You've done it. You've completed the dev round. How do you feel? Great. <laughs> Keep it coming. Nice. <laughs> That's easy. Yeah, no, they are easy. Those those are fun questions. I like it. So
1: I, See, did- I I I'll have many dev rounds for the many episodes that we talk about the story. <laughs> so you better start thinking of some other dev round questions. Nope, just one dev round, you did it. Ooh. <laughs> Answers are
0: locked and and okay. you're in there. It's good. No. <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually uh I'm anxious to jump back to the last part of your degree. Yeah. And uh and, and talk about kind of like what your road to completion was like, what your, you know, your, your thesis was like, and then, you know, and, and hall of fame that year is where we met. And so I want to yep. talk a little bit about that stuff too.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so th- we'll talk about thesis, right? So we talked a little bit about like, uh, so last five, six months, um, you know, I don't remember when we crossed past. I think it was probably, probably mid year when you probably came in for a green room would be my guess. Right. You know, uh, being selected, because I said, being able to do yours and Kurt Schilling's and these other people that came to visit, which were just looked upon to being like, you know, you need to talk to these people because these people are doing amazing things. If you want to do amazing things, you know, I mean, that's how even Vashon got a job working for Big Futival and Big Futures all the time. But so like... Knowing those connections were key. My thesis, so, was on the usability of stealth games. So, utilizing UX was where. Uh, nope. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm you old school. I'm all. I'm just reading the chat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, so my ga- My thesis was on usability of these. Uh, usability of stealth games so i looked at games like um, assassin's creed um um splinter cell games that i just really enjoyed playing right on a, on a not a just competitive level but i really loved the tactical approach and this was games where just like ghost recon was starting to make a really uh, dive into metal gear solid was starting to evolve right what it's done so i started to look at um these different elements and how they compared which elements were in certain games versus other stuff. And I created a paper on that. Um, and uh, so for me, writing was definitely difficult, um, but still pursued, you know, in its creation. Uh, and then, so I think from my end of the portion, you know, besides us meeting for the Uh, Hall of Fame, I think my ending story is definitely, should be focused more a lot on Final Project because it was not exactly what I expected. Um, And it really defined me as a producer. Okay. And so I started and I was working on a game uh, called The Passage. Um, And so, you know, for those who aren't familiar with, you know, final project work back in the day um, so as a producer you got to go into a room with a bunch of um, uh, programmers and artists that came in and they entered into the, the final project track and so there was a couple different teams that started that year we had two and I was a part of the team that was called The Passage and so we were a reasonable size team pretty, st- pretty reasonable talented uh, individuals um, a few different egos but You know, as as college kids, you know, we're trying to accomplish the goal. Now, as the sole producer, and so if I remember from earlier on, I told you that only two of us made it to the end. So myself uh, led one team, Mm -hmm. and then the other person led the other project they they was very like a hack and slash kind of like an early dead souls kind of like hack and slash kind of monster killer dragon thing and we were think like mirror's edge on the back of a whale right so it was like an endless runner and you can like dive and da- or, you know, dodge and stuff dip dive dodge and duck as uh you know as the movie states uh yeah, but right. so we had this really cool idea it's very simple uh, game loop but The problem was is I had an individual that couldn't actually accomplish the work that it was needing to be done, and so it was being troublesome upon the team. And so when I approached my EP, which had been the instructor at the time, he was like, I need you to document their work, stay with them, do their thing. I was like, okay, I'll do that. So I did that. I spent the next month in beta, to focusing purely on on that. I focused on the second month, focusing purely on that as we headed into the third month of final project. And I documented, put all the stuff in front of them, and we got to our reviews. And the team was there. And then the uh, Harrison got left back, and then he had got let go, and so he got fired. And so that third month, he had to restart. Right. Um, and then, uh, I don't know if he continued dropped out or whatever, because he was definitely not in the next period classes, but then I had to stay and then they fired me oh. because I didn't do my job for everyone else. So I focused purely on the work to get this individual let go, uh. but I didn't support the rest of my team. So we're talking about, like culture shock, mm. like like totally hit by semi, right? Not exactly what I expected. And I'm like, what is happening? And this was also the same weekend as the Global Game Jam. Huh. okay. And so I was like, you know, I was like, this is interesting. Uh, this is not what I expected. So I took the weekend and I focused and I did the Global Game Jam. And so I was like, well, uh, time to be the person that I should have been and take this by storm. And so there was 14 of us um, still to this day, uh, 2021, two years ago, I believe. They they did the 10-year anniversary uh, for when we did the Global Game Jam. But uh, our team, uh, Epic Wedgie, we built two games in um, that particular time, in that weekend, uh, and we made a phys- we made a digital game and a physical game. We won an award through the IGDA and game accessibility with Terra. And so every ten years they do an honoring to Team Epic Wedgie. And so we we built two games. And I came back the next Monday with a brand new EP and a brand new team. And I treated Final Project like it. I mean, pardon my French, but I treated it like it was my bitch. And I, I came in, and I was like, okay, hey. there were two other producers that were coming in. I'm like, hey, we're going to rock this project. This is what I'm going to be doing. How can you guys can help support this? You guys fo- you, you focus on QA. You focus on the technical side. I'm going to focus on here as being kind of the pyramid strong piece. And I just, you know, kicked those five months. It was an entirely different experience. And the EPs came back to me like a couple months in. They're like, Where was this person three months ago? And I'm like, You created this person, this, you know, this element. You know, you had to like crack this element that was kind of defying this, this piece, this, you know, hard shelled individual of this just like, hey, we're going to knock this out. We're going to be ahead of schedule. We're going to have fun doing this and we're going to make the best dang final project game that everyone's anyone's ever seen. And so we made a medieval defender and we were the only team still to this day to ever change how final project presentations work. Why, why is that? So we presented in complete opposite order. Okay. So normally they bring all the teams up and they do presentations and they do all this other stuff. We made it like an E3 presentation. It was pretty crazy. And, and towards the end we had a, uh, uh, we had a special soundtrack we had, cause it was medieval themed shout out to the sound designer for sure. But we took the Chicago bulls theme song and we were all sports fanatics, or most of us were sports fanatics. I still have the jersey in the other room. <laughs> and so we all had sports jerseys as our T-shirt, and so we all got special intros up on stage with all our names on, on our back. and so oh, it was just this, cool. long, this long uh, piece, so everyone got to have their own, you know, you, know, 10, 15 seconds of fame uh, for everyone. Sorry, my no. dogs
0: are back here fighting behind me. I can
1: see that. <laughs> Trying to get them to stop. <laughs> You're good. Give give them a treat.
0: Yeah, that that always helps. Man, that's uh that is really interesting. So I'm curious. Did you extend your time? Like, were you there? So we than we only
1: though? had two. We only had two projects. Mm-hmm. Right. So the same slot of time that most people have, we had the two slot of times. We just, like I said, we treated it as a special uh. case. So it was like, Myself and some other people, like we came up on stage, talked about certain things. Those people came off the of stage. Other people came up on stage. Like you would watch like an E3 or like a, a G4 presentation, like going to like you would. That's how I treated final project presentations. That's how I built it. That's how I wanted to present it. And then everyone had their, you know, their their, their limelight as we all stood in a, in a back of line. You could st- see all of our, you know, each particular person got their own introduction.
0: That's really cool. I like that. All right. So then how did the project overall come, come, come across? Like, did you guys feel good about what you made?
1: Yeah, so it was a, uh, we made a tower defense game, uh, and so you played as Guy Knight, uh, and, and your job was to place towers inside this world, uh, and you had different AIs that came into as all hex space, and then towards the end you had this Eppermint dragon just come down the center, and you had to take it out as cool as it is uh so it was always cool heading to the blackmore studio uh after the fact and seeing our game being represented i'm not sure if it's still represented up, up upstairs at all still to this day but um it was great it was it was an amazing experience it was an amazing team a lot of the team continued on to work for agt together right they were a a, a good group of uh, peeps so
0: all right, very cool.
1: Yeah, I decided to stay back another month, so everyone else graduated, and I stayed back one month.
0: What What did you do during that month?
1: So because I was so focused on final project, I focused on that final month on my thesis. Ah, uh, okay. So I, ca- I went back into Scott Porman's class. Scott was my best friend at the time, and so I was an honorary uh, part of Scott's class uh, and his team, so I was like – I was like associate internal producer. It was pretty funny. So when he had to go do certain things, I led the, his group, it was pretty funny. So, but they made the, I forget the, I think it was called ancient alien. So, yeah. So. All right. So I pretty much came back and I just focused on my thesis that, that final month. So I had the opportunity. It was like, Hey, everyone left. I'm just going to focus on this and and focus strong uh because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to focus on it uh during final project.
0: Very cool. All right, quick aside, I've got a third shot to take. You ready to take one with yeah. me? Let's do it. <clears throat> Get your's ready, sir. I might have to keep these up. dogs out of here soon as they keep Luna's getting a right? uh, little riled up over here. Let's do it. All right, cheers buddy. Cheers. All right, three down. Two more to go, potentially. <sighs> For those that don't know, the chat can use uh, their channel points to make us drink, and it's fun. Sweet. It, it's usually fun. It's mostly fun. It gets, uh, d-
1: <laughs> the, d- the, d- the deeper stories come out. So. That's
0: right. That is right. Okay, so what we're t- this is 2011 we're talking about? Yes. So then you you were there the year that I was inducted. Correct. Yep. All right. So
1: tell me I still have that t-shirt. It should be in the other room. Oh, from that Hall of Fame? I'm pretty sure. Oh, man. I have everyone that I've gone to. I'm pretty sure that I have a t-shirt for. I'm pretty I sure I still have it.
0: I don't think I have a t-shirt from that year, actually.
1: I have to go double check cuz I I know that I have a I know I have a t-shirt for Aaron and Sean's year. Mhm. Cuz I've gone to every year. I think I think I have like three or four Hall of Fame shirts. All right. So could be. I I'd have to dig into the thing, but yeah. worst case scenario, I know for a fact that I was there because that was the year that I graduated. So yeah, that is true.
0: So what was because like at that point it was only the third Hall of Fame, so and and at
1: that the first. But you were two, the first
0: game person. I was the first game person.
1: Yeah. First game person. That's that's mm-hmm. a defining statement there.
0: Yeah, and and the first person that was inducted in the
1: first year of eligibility. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, so, so I, mean, I didn't the, know the it was a your ten year. I knew yeah. and it was ten years, but right. I didn't know it was ten years from your piece because I knew that I knew that coming in because I know I told that to Jay, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Jay thought he laughed at me, and I'm like, no, this is I, I'm going to work towards this goal, right? <laughs> I'm going to be frustrated if I don't get it, right? But you will in time understand that I deserve to be in here just as much because I still. Love what you guys
0: do. Um, that's great.
1: And that, that's the funny.
0: Some guys I know, you know, had been 30 years before they got inducted. So there's, there's plenty of time for that. Uh, oh, sure. But yeah, being, being the first game inductee was definitely awesome for me. You know, like it was, it was, it was a very cool moment. Um, so, But what was Hall of Fame like as a student? And, you know, kind of experiencing what, you know, the, 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 the things that you could, you know, experience while you were there.
1: I think it's a it's a little bit you know um, it's much more over the top now than what it was back then because uh, that is when uh, Full Sail Live was just created. So mm-hmm. Full Sail Live was done just then. Blackmore Studio was just done then. Um, so there was a whole series of behind the scenes and going into 3B and seeing sessions. It was definitely, there was no pump. There was no circuit, There was no pizzazz. There's, there was a, probably a little bit in the... Um, in the um parking lot in front of 3B right but there was no you know between 3B uh, 3B uh and 2 right there was no extra space like it was definitely much more on this side much more pieces there's probably you know maybe some things over for building 1 between building 1 and building 2 determining on times um But, uh, yeah, I I just remember going through sessions, looking at panels. You know, this is a time where none of this was, like, recorded as it is now, Mm. right? Um, There was no live uh, streaming of it for sure. Correct. Yeah, Mm. I mean, I remember remember there's a whole series of green rooms, right, to associate it with final project. Right. Uh, as well as where you were at being like, because most of the green rooms took place up in, up in the, the space. I can't even remember the, um, where the, all the instructors, you know, chill and sit, do their office hours. I forget the room. Uh, um, yeah. It's game studies. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, spending time up there uh, and into the, the study area, that's where most of that would be taking place. So, but I was already on campus doing tons of stuff at the time. So,
0: yeah. And I remember even at that time, like when, when we first met, I just remember that, that you were already talking about, like you were one of the more clearly focused people about where you were heading and what you were trying to do. There was definitely an energy, right? Like like, an energy means a lot. Like, uh, I can feel that vibe and that, that, you know, that, that desire to do the thing. And that kind of stuff can really set you apart because there's a whole lot of people that are there to just like, what do I need to do to get through this thing? And I've said this a thousand times, but that you're never going to excel if you're just trying to, to do what you need to to get through something.
1: Yep. Every every everything, I literally wore that jacket every place I went to, majority sure <laughs> of time. Like it didn't matter. I wore that initial jacket out like you know anything else. And eventually, like you know, I have a temporary white one. But uh, I will I will redo another one. My my goal was to uh, to put patches on the the official official jacket that when I deem that <laughs> okay now I know that I can start creating a real jacket that um, I want to put patches and all the projects and all of the things that I've worked on, whether I create them self this way, it's just like, you know, whether it's small or something bigger, right. Um, It's defined the path. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, that, the, the ending time at Full Sail was definitely just a, a, a blur of an excitement, a fun of just trying to figure it out. Cause I remember even, You know, once I kind of accepted my fate on, you know, and that was my caveat. I didn't spend time applying to all these other jobs. I didn't do that. Like, that was my Achilles heel, right? I focused on this one thing, and that was it. But once I understood that I was like, me actually accomplishing this right now ain't going to happen. So I had 30 days to figure out, you know, what's, what's happening. Yeah. And so uh one of uh one of the connections I met at the IGD leadership forum, he was uh currently working at CCP. Yeah. Uh and uh so
0: or Huh? In Atlanta or
1: No, this was uh re over in Iceland. Right the actual core. Yeah, yeah. And uh and I was like, "Hey, you got a scrub master." And I was like, "I eat, sleep and breathe this, right? I don't focus on anything else." And I'm like, hey, you know, like if you're applying, think of me doing a thing. And I had, it was my first, I would consider AAA uh, interview, literally right after college, right after graduating. And I was like first scrum master position working on EVE Online. And, you know, and I got hit with the, you don't have enough experience, you're knowledgeable, you're understandable but you don't know what things that you're about to get into. And so it was like, you know, at least I got one. At mm-hmm. least I got a thing. And I'm like, well, I have to I have to define this piece of experience. And I'm actually going to retract a portion of talking about experience for a second. So um, when I went to the IGD leadership forum – This actually, that actually spawned why I focused on Insomniac, why I focused on certain things is because I met, um, so I was always an Insomniac fan, Mm -hmm. but the first person I ever met was Brian Intahar, and Mm -hmm. he was a community manager uh, before working on Spider-Man, before I'm the creative director that he is, this awesome person that he is, I sat in scrum class so i got scrum certified at the igd leadership forum i'm sitting in the minds of like lucas arts is to my left lauren landing is in this room the original hires from blizzard are in this room jameson when i tell you i didn't talk for 24 hours, yeah. <laughs> I didn't talk for this class. You
0: absorbed I, a lot.
1: <laughs> I, I I don't know where it is in this place, but I'm pretty sure that I still have the original yellow pages of all of the notes. Whatever anybody said, I just took down and wrote down. I didn't feel like I could co- actually contribute as a greenback, right? being this fresh industry person, college student. No one else in my threshold was in this space right but i'm like how do i how do i become something more right and i was like i need to talk to brian how do i talk to brian but i can't come i can't talk to brian like i'm a fanboy. Right. He's another individual. He's another person. I I know who this person is. I can't treat him like a celebrity. Right. They're just another person. (laughs) So I I, I made this plan. I was like, when he's going to go get some tea or a drink, I'm going to go get some tea and a drink and just like pull out some like, you know, feng shui and just like start this ease conversation. And I remember and and I and I this this has defined my career to date so if you ever if you if you if you chat with him you say to him this is it this has defined my career is he was pouring tea or coffee at the time and i was like hey how do i get to where you're getting to right you know i'm early you've already done a lot of stuff and he's like listen you need to get experience get experience in any way shape or form that you can do Right? Something that you can accomplish, that you can get over the edge, you can finish, do that. And so I've taken that to heart for the last 13 years. I don't care if it was for the medical industry. I don't care if it was for the software industry. I don't care if it was for IBM. I don't care if it was for cr- casino games, actual games, mobile games, VR, AR. I don't care. All I cared about was building experience because that's what brian had told me to do and like when i apply to jobs trust me it is beyond hard to tell people like you know where do you focus it's like no i just did everything and i got things over the edge i built experience like if you can't see this like you have to see past all of this other stuff And so I have taken that exact conversation to heart to define my career.
0: All right. No, that's, uh, it's true, right? Like experience means a lot. And as you were talking earlier about how they were asking, you know, you to, or that that you needed experience, right? Um, Zach
1: and David. Oh yeah.
0: Um, I was I was thinking about how I have a an, a design assistant that's working with me right now, and I, and he, we were talking about something that he was working on, and I gave and I just told him something that to me was like the simplest most obvious answer to something, and he was like, oh yeah, I didn't I didn't think about doing that, and I'm like, that that to me was was kind of a a mental click moment for me, and I, you know I've had a lot of these, but where I was like, you know. The things that, that I just know to do because I've been doing this for over two decades, I, you have to gain that, right? You have you got to you got to learn that experience. And one, oh shit, gave me the moment of like, hey, you know, I've got to, you know, mentoring is a really important thing, but also experience, as you mentioned, is, is super important
1: yeah i o uh, hold on. I hope it's good things because they were both very very hard workers and they were very very strong people. both Zach and David were very smart. They did a lot of work for for Scott, so I just want you to know that so Oh, right. you
0: you're answered a question from the chat. Okay, I was, yeah. I was confused for a second. Like,
1: no <laughs> worries. It's a balance. That's why you got two monitors here. Right. I, got to, I got to answer the people and answer That's you. Right. Absolutely. Right? Remember, it's all about people for me, okay? I got to make sure that, you know, if they kept asking questions, no, no you know. No, we, we, got time, we, Absolutely. Got we got time, said.
0: We got time. We got a lot of time. Well, we don't have a lot of time tonight. We got like 15 minutes left tonight, which means you're – as we predicted, sure. you're definitely going to We just barely a
1: got through the the beginning.
0: We, we haven't we haven't really even got you out of school yet, to be honest. No. Nope. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, we haven't even crushed the hard work.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I do want to ask though. Yeah. So as you were finishing your time there. At at full sale. Were you doing side projects yet? Or was it still just like I am focused on the thing that I'm doing? Because that's the way I was. I I did not I did not worry about side projects at all. I was just trying to do the thing that that I'm being taught to do.
1: So I think a lot of me figuring out side projects was I I was so heads down at full sale. Yeah. Right. I treated it like no joke. I didn't have a job. I treated it like a full time job, right? I didn't have, I didn't get, I didn't do anything else. I just eat, sleep, breathe, Save. and lived yeah. all of this. Now, you know, one of the things that kind of defines is because I will, you know, I will sh- shoot his name to the highest praise to until the days that I die is. You know, there's a reason that Shiva, myself, Vishan, and Matt Taylor are known as the Four Horsemen. Is because we always did things differently at Full Sail. We were four different characteristics individuals, right? We had um, international, and we had different other elements. We all wanted different things out of it. And Shiva did something that very few people did. Is he did outside stuff right Mm. he worked for warm gun he did all these other elements that you you probably already know his story right and that kind of helped define him to go work for uh you know mw3 and kind of define that gdc that year and being able to help build his career and i applaud him for that like you know and but it was for me it was like as i was starting to really you know define into my piece right I this was where I, I I cemented my story, and you know. But you know, as you know now, I'm like I'm always doing something in in many different ways. Yeah. But it was definitely not something I pursued inside because as a full sale master's degree student, right? I had I had side gigs, but I did usability. Or I had to do all of that. I had to do my thesis and final project, right? Yeah, I had to be there at six thirty, seven o'clock to check out a room. I had to be there till the crack of dawn because even from when I was done with my team, right? Even though that I implemented no crunch, right? Which I'm very proud. You know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I plod my back on that, right? I didn't stop working for the day. I let my team go. And then Scott's team came in to came into the same room I had after the fact. And so I just worked continuously, right, on my own side stuff, right, working on my thesis and other things after the fact, right? So I was still doing there. I was still on campus. I was still interfacing with Scott's team, right, uh, onto that and to being a point where I literally left it, you know, whenever they were done at the end of the day. Right. So it was like our team was always in the morning and then Scott's team was in the, in the evening. Mm. Man. Yeah. Like
0: that's the same approach that I took. Um, I did have a, a, like a part-time job for, you know, like living, but, but I did not have any time for side projects. And my whole focus was the thing that I'm learning is the thing that I'm learning. And I'm, I feel confident that I'm being taught what I need to know in order to, you know, do what I need to do. And at the time, at least at my time, you know, side projects weren't, were much more difficult to do, right? Because we didn't have engines. We didn't have the assets available and things like that. Whereas today you can jump into unreal and spend an hour on something and make something pretty interesting, right? Like, so you can do a lot more, with a whole lot less these days. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) So we got about, I don't know, like a little less than 10 minutes. And I, sure. I feel like we, sh- we shouldn't jump into post like post graduation for you because I feel <laughs> like that, that's going to be like a whole other thing. So so maybe we talk a bit about like what a- as you're wrapping up your time there and you've you've now realized, oh, that thing that I hoped to do isn't yeah. going to be like, how, how did your focus change? Like, where did you kind of redirect and decide, oh, oh I've got I've got to figure this out now.
1: Yeah, so that's a really good question. So, you know, I didn't apply to a bunch of jobs. I I mean, I had my singular focus, right, of where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do, which we talked about today. Um, And so I I was like, okay, what can I do to kind of do a kind of a transition? It's like if I needed to get to the West Coast to get to some work, right, how about I go to back to Colorado how about I go back to Colorado for a few years right taking a if I had a flight if I could go from Colorado to California it's much easier than going from Florida to California it's cheaper right it's easier to fly someone out and so I'm like well maybe I just go do that Um, and maybe that's going to be to a piece and so you know uh, you know we can get into the next you know into the the early phases of you know of my career and you know understanding this independent lifestyle um but uh so i decided that i was like going to colorado was going to be the the best course of action and um and so that is where i uh, picked back up for going and working for gamestop uh, and doing more work in GameStop at the time. Um, and, uh, and so, because I had to, you know, make money, yeah. you know, I had to do real work and then try to find work at the same time. But, uh, I became, uh, an assistant store manager, uh, at GameStop. Uh, and then soon after that was working as a store manager. So,
0: so I, I totally understand your, your thinking here and that, that totally makes sense to me, but I'm curious, yeah. why why not move somewhere where there's a lot of game development like why not San Francisco or la or a place where you, your opportunities like there could be a any day something could open up that you could walk into
1: sure well I think that 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 answer is what I'm feeling currently right I am in a brand new city with nothing yeah right nothing nothing I mean outside of my girlfriend and at the time currently right you know we'll get to that portion of the story you know in time but you know outside of her right really nothing is keeping me you know within the side these four walls right so i wasn't in a situation where i felt comfortable enough to just straight move to la Mm. right feeling confident about anything right i didn't you know i i wanted to i wanted to do what i knew and so with going back to colorado at that time I had friends, Mm. people that I trusted, respected, you know, loved, right. That were just like family to me. Yeah. And so I'm like, why can't I just go back over there? And, uh, you know, that just sounds like, you know, it's just another day.
0: Okay. So for you, it was support structure more than, more than anything.
1: And and that totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I did I did GameStop, I did Pizza Hut, I did I mean, I made I made the money where it needed to be. I made sure the bills were paid, school yeah. loans were done, right? But I still looked for work. Mm-hmm. And then I found work, but I didn't get paid for the work and I didn't care. Yeah. I didn't care that I didn't get paid for the work because I was doing what I needed to do to build what Brian said, to build experience. Yeah. Well, let, let's talk about that work a little bit. So, yeah. because I, I
0: love that you, you went and you did something game adjacent, right? Like you're working at GameStop, right? So that's something yep. that that's in, in the realm. You're staying up on the industry. You're doing that kind of thing. Uh, you moved into a, a management position, which never hurts uh, relevant industry or relevant industry type experience. So what was this little project that came up and was it a local project?
1: Yeah, so a couple friends that I went to school with back at Westwood, you know, pulling Mm -hmm. pulling that name back at the top of the head, right? So they decided that they were going to create their own studio. Okay. And so when I had the opportunity to come back, right, I was like, hey, you guys are doing this thing. Um, I would love to have the opportunity to come in to be, you know, kind of an associate producer to understand what you guys are doing. If I can help in any way, I think it would be a really cool space for me to do. Right. I know that you guys are all working, you know, um, hand and foot and, you know, blood, sweat and tears. I'm <laughs> um, like, I'm already doing a thing. Right. Time and sleep. And, you know, doesn't exist for me. So I'm like, I'll do my stuff eight hours of a day and I'll come to wherever you guys are at uh and i will do that uh and they're like sure and so i decided to 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 jump on board and to join um at the time that they were known as uh zebra lightning studios zebra and lightning zebra lightning studios <sighs>
0: <laughs> what a name yeah.
1: Yeah. So they were, they were known for a mobile game at the time that they were making okay money for, but they had a lot of aspirations and, you know, every company has their, their goods and draws. And so, but my goal in my draw was to, how do we improve revenue very quickly to improve the bottom line? So we were in the green, right? Not the red, uh, every month. So so you know, I worked on a couple of different projects. Uh, you know, I'm still proud to this day. Uh, the Ouya up on the top there. Um, <laughs> the uh, I was able to launch at launch. If anybody who's ever actually played the Ouya in the chat, give me a Ouya. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I made Marble Droid on the Ouya, and uh, it was actually a uh, a. I can't think of the term that I want to use, but it was a must-play game on the Ouya platform when it launched. So that is when I initially met right around the time in a professional capacity – not just in an educational, but met Kelly Santiago and she was a part of the UIA team at the time. So I utilized my connection at that point. I'm like, hey, I'm working on this company. We're working on this project. We want to put this on this platform. Can you do anything special? She's like, yeah, we'll make you featured. We'll make you do all this bells and whistles. You launch by this time. And I was like, done. And I was like, I'll do what needs to be done. And so we were we were featured and it was, you know, it made great opportunity for us. We won some money and some side awards for it. But we launched uh, Marble Joy 2 in partnership with that, um, on top of that. So, um, you know, uh, on top of that. And then at the very end, working on other variants of those games, but, uh, you know, focused on side quick things that could actually make supplemental money a bunch of work on like quiz games but all of this were very much mobile driven much more easier to obtain smaller teams one two three people for sure
0: Man, that's nice. So how, how long did you do that overall?
1: So I was out at Zebra Lighting Studios for about two years. Okay. Um, and so about the year mark, I could start to see some of the inner structure. Um, this is where I met my best friend, uh, Adam Stearns. Shout out if you watch this. Um, and, uh, and so I had the opportunity to, uh, they offered for me to build my own game.
0: Okay.
1: And be able to kind of take the creative director route. So I came up with this idea called um, a solipsis. Uh, and it was an endless runner. It tells the story of this ancient tribe uh, that dwelled uh, in the uh, under caves. And it pursues toward the light. And where the light was actually bad versus the darkness. And so you had to stay away from the light. It was a very cool concept. Very like, uh, very tribunal. Uh, kind of experience but they the some of the creative directors the studio took my idea in a very different direction so it went away from me <laughs> um uh which was very rough but uh, we Welcome worked to on, game development. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it was frustrating that I knew some other side stuff, but I worked on another project called uh, Slurry Bombers, which was really fun of a project. So I implemented an idea called uh, – so we did the idea of – took the, the game jam concept, right? So this idea of like working 48 hours on an idea. And so uh, we started this idea, uh, worked on uh, Project Space Bear, Uh, We came up with this idea uh, of, like, resource allocation on these uh, procedurally generated planets, and then we came up with this other game called... um where you played as a pilot uh, and you went out to the forest to put out forest fires in kind of a mobile strip away which that turned into one of our next uh release project which is called slurry bomber uh and so you pilot these different planes different uh ways to extinguish fires which is really cool um but there was a lot of internal um and management structure issues of power and then I knew, and I could see it from a producer's point of view. Mm. I could see that things were going to implode. So I was like, I needed to find what was next.
0: Dude, that you could not have found a better spot for us to to end tonight because like that, that gives us a great opportunity to talk about what's next when you come back. So, uh, but dude, I really appreciate you joining me tonight. This has been a lot of fun. We, we didn't even get nearly as far as I thought we would, so we we have plenty to talk about. Uh, of course, I don't. I mean,
1: who is it? is it, is it Karis that's gone three? Because I know that no, Karis about no. out a
0: couple times. It's actually Reed Mosby. I don't know if you've met Reed. And I Reed, think- oh
1: oh, I got oh Reed's got nothing. Reed, if you listen to this, <laughs> I got you. Uh, there's yeah, I got you covered, bro. You're, like, you're gonna start yeah. talking
0: super slow so we oh, can. No.
1: I don't talk slow. No. I just talk very in depthly. Reed, you, you got nothing on me if you listen to this. You, you've got plenty of. I you love you nothing but brother, brother. About. Reed, I love you, man. All right, he he man. knows it. He knows it. All right, dude.
0: I'm going to jump off here, say my goodbyes. You and I will connect about figuring out another time for you to join back. And I appreciate cool. you. And we'll talk soon.
1: Awesome. Thanks everybody in the chat. It's been a pleasure. I will see you for round two with Sir chuver All right, man. Talk to you soon. Later. See ya.
0: Hey, thanks for watching. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications below so you'll know when new episodes are ready. If you're interested in the audio version of the podcast, I've got links for that in the show notes for you. And if you want to join us live and get your own questions answered, we're at twitch.tv forward slash Jamison Doral every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Have a good week and we'll see you soon
1: you just have to start
0: making stuff and uh
1: yeah (laughs) just making stuff trying things out uh a whole bunch of googling google's the best friend i'm sure all full sailors could uh attest to that youtube as well
0: (laughs) that that never changes by the way like throughout your entire career you're going to continue to google things on a constant basis (laughs) because we can't remember all that you know what i mean like it's there's just so much stuff going on Especially, exactly. it, I'll also be like, oh, you know what? I did something like this once before. Let me go back and look at that and, uh, <laughs> and see if I can utilize that exact script again. And uh, many times yes. I have. <laughs> right. And yeah, that's that's something that I really I wish I learned super early on. I learned uh, that it's okay to reuse some of your previous works and incorporate that into your new stuff so that you don't have to build it from the ground up.